Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good morning from the Row Crop Short Course in Starkville. We have another one of our platinum sponsors with us this morning, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. We've got Mr. Mike McCormick, Justin Ferguson, and then Craig Hankins. What do you call that? Is he, is he lurking in the back, Justin? Lurking. That's a great word. <laughs> that is a good word. Maybe he's hovering. We did get him to sit down, though. Creeping. <laughs> we, we only have four mics. And, and Craig graciously took the fifth seat. So We do have a large cave, though, and plenty of room for additional seating should we need it. Yeah, we got seating for 20 in here if we had it, uh, or room for seating for 20. Thank you all so much for sponsoring the meeting. Naturally, with Mississippi State, a very, very valuable we, – we value the relationship that we have with Farm Bureau. And I confess, Mike, this is a apology specifically to you. I fumbled this podcast last year at this meeting, and uh, we recorded it, and then we didn't have any sound. Everything was there in the file except for the sound. Craig didn't you've been on a couple times with us, but you came to the to the station and he rescued that yeah. and bailed it out of the ditch because uh we'll call that a technical glitch. That's the thing. It's not like we went to school for this. Yeah, so we had Mike on. It was the you know, couple of days after the hundredth year celebration and you know we were so thankful that he was able to make it and then i fumbled it so i, I apologize Mike. well <laughs> they kept it all quiet and i didn't know a thing in the world about it to just a few seconds ago so well maybe you I shouldn't have said all, anything Jason. No, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have told that uh, but uh in, either way it's, it's fine it's great oh, it's all good I was going to echo what Jason said. We could, we couldn't do this meeting without the support that we get, the generous support from sponsors, and y'all. The, the working relationship we have with y'all throughout the year is is really important. So, and this this being the platinum sponsor content, y'all really need to take the time to talk about what you want to talk about. I know Justin over there's got a little little cheat sheet. Well, we're just thankful that we can be a part of this great team effort. Uh, to to uh, support our farmers and, and ranchers here in the state. And what y'all do is, is, is great, uh, getting the information out. But uh, we feel uh, obligated uh, to, uh, uh, to, to help Mississippi State because they give so much back to our, our members and our farmers around the state. So we appreciate uh, the great teamwork, uh, the stakeholder group mentality that we have here in the state. And we appreciate you two guys especially. You want to talk convention? Yeah, so we just finished uh, our convention. We do that uh, every year. The first weekend in December has been that way since, I guess, the organization was uh, started uh, a little over 100 years ago. And uh, had a great meeting down in Jackson, a great group of speakers, probably the best that we ever had, uh, and uh, got a lot of good updates for our members. Uh, had, a, had a great time, and then we uh, capped it all off with yesterday uh, d- uh, discussing policy for this upcoming year and things that we wanted to have in our policy book that we need to our farmers felt like we need to be working on and that went great uh, yesterday as well so overall I think it was a fantastic meeting with the, with a great crowd y'all got a great crowd here but we uh, uh, we were fortunate enough to have a great crowd down in Jackson uh, as well so uh, great speakers uh, one that I'm uh, very proud of. We had uh, a former White House spokesman and now a, a Fox News uh, reporter, uh, commentator, uh, Kaylee McEnany, uh, was our keynote speaker. She actually, her dad played football here back in the late 70s and early 80s, was captain of another uh, football team. She was very excited about coming to the state, and we were able to give her an official 
Mississippi State jersey with her dad's playing number on it and a cowbell with her name and his number on it. And she sent us a picture yesterday of it up in her office at uh, Fox News, hoping maybe we can get her to ring that on, on uh, television today. So we're, we're, we're watching to see if we can get that pulled off or not. Uh, but a great convention uh, and a great, great crowd. And, and uh, the most important part of it is, is to make sure our policy is right for our members. So when we're down at the legislature dealing with hot-button issues in Washington, D.C., what Justin does for us every day, uh, that we, uh, we have the right direction uh, that uh, we need to carry for our members. So. so, Justin, speaking of Washington, what's going on in Washington? Well, it's been an interesting year. Um, I was in town last week and – I have, we we partner with Mississippi State, support the Thad Cochran Ag Leadership Program. So we had uh, the third class in town. They take, um, you know, it's a two-year program, and they take uh, time to visit different parts of the state, and they go to Washington for a week and understand uh, their knowledge, better understand the policy process, um, talk about, you know, kind of who Thad Cochran was uh, and had such an impact on, you know, ag policy, uh, especially from a, a southern ag perspective. Uh, so we were in town last week, uh, and uh, we had a, one of our guest speakers uh, who's been worked in D.C. for about 20 years. He said, you know, this is the most interesting historical time frame that I've ever seen during his tenure uh, in, in Washington with all the uh, back and forth and um, – Challenges, I guess, if if you will, within the Republican caucus. Um, as far as you know, ag policy, uh, Congress is kind of we're kind of in limbo right now uh, on a couple major uh, items. One of which is the twenty twenty three Farm Bill. Um, you know, federal government their budget year runs September thirtieth to October one every year. So this particular fall, a couple months ago, Congress had not gathered together on their twelve appropriation bills uh so what they had to do was to pass a continuing resolution which basically just funds the government short term short period of time at current levels uh and so they uh, got to september 30th we had no farm bill and we had no budget and so congress kicked the can per se uh through about the middle of, of november november the 18th to be exact um still uh because of much of this challenges with the speaker's um, race and uh, the ability for Congress to get together in the House, uh, they could not still come to an agreement. And so they kicked, uh, kicked, the, kicked the can, I guess, if you will, another time. So we're operating right now, uh, from a budget standpoint, under uh, another continuing resolution that runs through January the 19th for the ag appropriation piece. With that continuing resolution that passed on November 18th also included a one-year extension of the current farm bill, which means all current programs, whether it's ARC PLC, uh, whether it's conservation, are all remain exactly at the levels they're at now. Most of the programs had authority through the end of the year, uh, but this at least gives some stability for one more year. Um, and Congress will have again um, from now to September 30th of next year to pass a new a new five year farm bill. That's gonna be tricky because when they return after the holidays, early January, they'll have, you know, ten or twelve legislative days to get half of those appropriation bills done. Half of them expire uh, in January, half of them expire in February. That's CR 
they did something very unusual this year, which was to split that up. There's 12 appropriation bills that fund the federal government. So they'll spend, you know, they could spend, I would, you know, could see them that playing out through March, April. And this year is an election year. And so all legislative business will come to a halt basically in July because from August to November, it'll be election season. So I'm a little um, not crazy optimistic about Congress going through the full exercise of passing a farm bill this year, even in 2024, given this time frame that they've got to get the budget situated first, and then that only allows them a couple months to get a farm bill. Uh, staff are working on drafts. Uh, nobody has seen those drafts because they're keeping very, uh, keeping them very, very close. But we're kind of in limbo, like I said, Jason, to sum it up. But that's kind of where, where things are. Senate and House have different opinions of what that bill might look like, either and also from one side of the aisle to the other. So to try to keep the, the uh, disagreements down, uh, to try to keep the uh, – thing moving in a bipartisan uh, way, uh, they try to keep it quiet and behind the scenes of their negotiations from a, uh, uh, from a staff uh, perspective that really is the ones that, that do all this work. So I think they're coming along, um, but it's just the time frame and probably the wrong year that we're going to have to deal with this uh, in, in election year. Uh, to try to get something done and get it across the, the finish line. Even if they do get something done, do you see all that much changing in that farm bill? Probably not. I'm probably going to see a lot of the same things that uh, we've, we've seen in the past. Uh, um, so it's a, a lot of um, uh, decisions got to be made on, on uh, the CCC, the commodity uh, credit stuff and how it funds uh, moving forward and what what we're going to do with that money and how do you get a get a funding for a trillion and a half dollar farm bill that only twenty percent of it is related to agriculture uh, at the most uh, so we're we're kind of caught in that um, situation to where the majority of the the um, uh, negotiations are going to take place out of Title One and the farm bill uh, but at the same time we know that there's not enough votes. Uh, especially on the House side with uh, a lot of uh, uh, our House members coming from uh, uh, larger metropolitan areas that don't have agriculture in their district, uh, you've got to tie that bill to a, a larger uh, farm bill debate on uh, nutrition uh, to be able to get it across the finish line. More locally, state level, what, what are you two really focused on within Mississippi right now? Well, we're getting geared up for a, a legislative session uh, down in Jackson. It'll be a long session, 120 days. Uh, the first uh, term of every session uh, is longer than the rest of them. So uh, the longer they're there, the more things get brought into the conversation of things that might need to get fixed and things that we have to, to watch over. Uh, I think you're going to see uh, the legislature focusing on some things that aren't in uh, our wheelhouse, as far as agriculture is concerned, they've got to do something with the state retirement plan uh, that may be in, uh, important to you guys. Uh, that's got to be dealt with. There's there's a tremendous amount of unfunded uh, money in that that's got to be figured out how they're going to uh, take care of that long term. Uh, they're going to go back in and, and look at K-12 through and see how we can up the funding there to get more funding for K-12 through education. Now, Farm Bureau will step into that for two two 
uh, specific reasons. One's going to be that uh, there's some talk about upping the cap or eliminating the cap on ad valorem taxes to be able to pay for that. And we're going to say that the state uh, is right, that we do need to spend more money on K-12, through but it's unfair to, to push that uh, mandate back down to the uh, county level and force the, the supervisors to raise our, raise our ad valorem taxes, which are already too high uh, in a lot of places around the state. Uh, this is becoming a burden on trying to figure out how you can uh, uh, maintain your property and, and keep it with the with the tax base of, of what we're having to pay tax uh, ad valorem taxes on. We'll, we'll watch that, uh, the funding mechanism of it, and the other end of that is is if they take too much money for K-12, through where does that leave our university systems? Where does that leave IHL? Where does that leave us for research money for what you guys do? So uh, we'll, we'll watch over that and, and uh, help toe the line that uh, we don't go across uh, uh, and uh, start taking money away from other uh, things that we need to fund. Uh, but there will be some uh, things that we have to get directly involved with, and I talked about it just a little bit in there a little while ago, and it's a very hot topic, uh, a big issue with farmers that are, that are hearing about it on the news, and that is foreign ownership of land. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, no one wants China to own our farmland here. No one wants them to own any land next to military bases. Uh, but we're going to have to be careful with how we write a bill. There's a lot of unintended consequences uh, that could happen if we do it the wrong way. We've asked the National Ag Law Center to come into the state, do some presentations uh, before a study committee that the legislature set up last year that Farm Bureau requested uh, so we can make sure that we get a bill done that accomplishes what the state uh, the, uh, wants us to, to do to protect our farmland, but also doesn't uh, uh, have any unintended consequences that will come back to bite us. Like in the state of Arkansas, they passed a very restrictive law, and now uh, Syngenta, uh, the the world's largest uh, uh, seed company, the uh, third world's large third largest seed company, the world's largest uh, crop protection products company, uh, who has a research station in Arkansas, is not going to be able to stay there. They're going to have to move out and. Uh, I'm not sure that's good for our, our southern farmers. I don't think you can do that research in Canada or or China or wherever else that that's got to go. It needs to be, the research needs to be done here. And the federal government ignored what we were telling them with Farm Bureau. We wrote letters saying this is a bad idea to sell a company like this to a state-owned entity of China, China but they did it anyway. And it's it started under a Democratic uh, uh, regime, and it was finalized under a Republican regime. So it's it's it's... It's not one side of the aisle or the other that's did doing this and selling these things to uh, uh, foreign countries. Uh, but the farmers will be the one that will have to pay the price for it if we don't watch out for it. So we've got some research stations here in the Mississippi Delta that may or may not be deemed as foreign-owned. Uh, Bayer has uh, one that's very important to our farmers, and we're going to go back and say don't create some, a problem uh, that, uh, that doesn't exist. We need some kind of exemption for that research to be done here in the state. Uh, but we also know that we don't want uh, uh, countries that are, are, are uh, on the list of, of bad actors uh, to be able to buy farmland here in Mississippi. And uh, so we'll be, we'll be shepherding that through to make sure we get it through, uh, that it goes to the right governmental agency to uh, regulate, because that's the biggest thing. We don't want a farmer that's selling land or trying to buy land to have it tied up in some government bureaucracy for two or three years while they try to determine who actually owns the farmland. We've got to do something that 
that uh, flows and uh, actually accomplishes what we want it to do. So we got to get it at the right place to be uh, regulated, and we got to get it to, to do the right thing to block the countries that we want to uh, block with that. So uh, I think you'll see the legislature take that up early in the process this coming year and uh, get something out on that very quickly, and Farm Bureau will be watching uh, over that. There will be some other issues, but those are, are some that we'll be watching. Well, Mike, Justin – Craig, thank you all so much for spending part of your morning with us. Thank you for your gracious sponsorship of the short course. And and then most importantly, thank you for supporting all of our programs at at Mississippi State. Again, we really value the relationship that we have with Farm Bureau. Thank you all for letting us be part of the team. Thank you. We appreciate it. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.